Welcome back everyone to another episode of MedShield Movement Connect show. Now we always have incredible guests, but today this guy is a bit closer to my heart than others. He is a MedShield brand ambassador and he is a director, an actor, a writer, multiple award winner and a presenter. And maybe, maybe a little bit of a sensei to me, it is Jonathan Boynton Lee. Get ready to know what you don't know about being body brilliant. This is the MedShield Movement Connect show, where we connect the dots between fitness, health, wellness, nutrition, and of course you. Hosted by me, Dr. Fezim Kize, and a special guest that we have every month, sharing knowledge, insights, and groundbreaking tips on how to get fitter, be stronger, and live healthier. Turn up the volume and listen close. Today you amplify. It's the MedShield Movement Connect show. Let's go. Bro, thank you so much for sitting with me. I feel like we've done so many presenting things together. It's the first time I actually get to pick your brain. So welcome to yeah, MedShield. Yeah, it's the first time you've interviewed me. The, what do they say? The, the teacher, the taught becomes the teacher. What is the saying? The master, the student. No, not the master. master. Never the master. This is the reason why we don't do this usually because he never gives me his, these props. But today, man, I want you to first of all look at me. I've got a beard on. Um, what do you think? I don't think that's real, to be honest. Let's see. Okay, it's not bad. You got a bit of patchiness on the side there. Oh, wow! Uh, I'm not one to talk though. Dude, that's I what I was going to say. I was like, I'm emulating you. That's why I did it's the actually, beard. It's actually, it suits you. I like it. I like it. Now if I could get blue eyes, I'll be... <laughs> no man, thank you for coming today. And for me, it's really exciting because we've worked together and I've never really gotten to ask you some of the things that I think are great about you. Mm -hmm. There's a handful of them, but I think they are really great. We're always about trying to connect like the dots how does somebody who looks like you in good shape um like 105 years old but still looks like you're 30 um and still able to do not just keeping yourself fit and, and well but work in an industry that's always changing what is your ethos around wellness it's difficult yeah it's hard work yeah. there's never an easy solution to it and that's what people need to know like um you got to put in the work. That's true. And it's not just about going to gym. And gym's not just an hour, you know. It's mm. like you sit for half an hour in, a tra in traffic. You're half an hour home in traffic. You're at the gym. You're getting changed. It's like two hours out of your day. That's, yeah. And, and it takes, the biggest, the, the hardest thing for me about getting to gym or exercising is actually saying to myself, okay, I'm going to go and now exercise. <laughs> Once you're there, it's, it's the easy. It's easy. Yeah. And then yeah. you leave and you feel great. But mm. getting there. Yes. Like anything in life, it's that decision, that discipline that you need to have to say, okay, cool, I'm not going to eat that chocolate now. Mm. I'm going to exercise today. I'm going to make the right choices in life. It's, those are the hardest things to do. And that's, it's just a mindset that you get right over the years of, of pure discipline and kind of beating yourself into yeah. shape, literally. Um, and it's true, bro, because uh, we've worked out together and it's always sometimes difficult to find time where we can both uh, have an hour in the day, mm. or two hours mm. in the day to work out because we do live a, quite a dynamic life. Now, you're a director, you're an actor, you're a presenter. All of those things don't have like a nine to five no, type schedule. All, yeah. First of all, why did you go into the arts? Why are you a creative? Is it something that you picked up when you were younger? Is it because you wanted to be Brad Pitt? <laughs> I mean, what, what was the reason you went into this industry? Because you're, you're pretty smart. I mean, it's, yeah, relatively. I mean, yeah. maths and science and those subjects were never my, my strong point in <laughs> yeah. school. Uh, it was always, I was always a creative. And mm. for, from as long as I can remember when I was a child, it's all I've ever wanted to do. Mm. Um, I can't ever remember wanting to be anything else or yeah. do anything else. 
I used to have the, you know, those little toy solar, well, you're probably too young still, but back in the day when we didn't have iPads and phones and stuff, mm -hmm. we actually had to play outside. 1800s, yeah. Occupy ourselves. <laughs> and I used to have these little toy soldiers and yeah. I would steal my dad's camcorder back in the day. We mm -hmm. didn't have cell phone. It was mm -hmm. an old big video VHS tape. And I would make little movies with my soldiers and act the different parts and even put like red paint on them and shoot them with a water pistol in, in slow mo so the blood would go. It's quite Tarantino, oh, but... It's but Tarantino, <laughs> yeah. more, more Tarantino. Yeah. But um, so that's my earliest memories of, of wanting to be in the film industry. And it's mm. all I've ever known. Like mm. I, I didn't even go through a phase where I wanted to be a, a doctor or an astronaut like everybody <laughs> wants, you know, wants to do that. It's all I've ever known. And, and yeah. you know, I remember also going on holidays to the south coast with family mm. and, and Christmas time and mm. putting on nativity plays. Wow. And from the age of like six, seven, even younger. And I always wanted to be like the star of the show and have the biggest role. You were Jesus. Most of the time, for the first five, six years, I was the donkey. Because oh, yeah, so I was gonna my, like, my cousins were older, so they got all the cool parts. But I worked my way up, like you got to do in every industry. I worked my way Fair up enough. to the lead. And then you became Jesus. <laughs> yes. As you grew older, you became yes. baby Jesus. Yeah, on, so um, it's all I've ever known, which is amazing, you know, because mm. not many people follow that dream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most of my mates are stuck in their, their nine to five, which they hate, mm -hmm. and they're, they're all wanting to do something else. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know many people who have followed that passion that they had from a very young age. So it, it's not easy because most of the time the dream doesn't pay the bills. Exactly. Um, exactly. But if you can make your dream pay the bills, uh, that's, that's the way to go. There's nothing better. And, and it's, it's so interesting because I'm sitting with you now and you're telling me all of these things. And because I know the context, and, and who you are, I, I also just have to ask you so that people at home can understand, in this industry where you get rejected a lot, where people can say, you're too tall, you're too big, you're too good, not only are you looking after yourself physically, mm. you're mentally also quite a strong person. How do you do that in terms of the mental part of it? So after years and years of rejection, you develop a very thick skin. Mm. And also if you, if you prepare yourself for what you're getting into, yeah. um, I think the... So I was directing and writing and stuff quite long before I kind of became known on yeah. the other side of the camera, yeah. um, which came at a later stage of my career. So I understood the industry and I think I, I'd kind of been through it all up to that point so I could deal with it easier rather than just being thrown into it, you know. I and, get that. And then you yeah. can't deal with it because you, you're not used to it. You don't understand how the machine works. Of course. Of course. If you understand how it all works and... At times, I was the person telling other people, I'm sorry, you're just not good enough. <laughs> and so, I, love, I love that because that's yeah. the beauty of also now being the director and the person who casts people. You, you know that you just have to get the bottom line yeah. done. You can't yeah. have an ego in this industry. You really can't. And I welcome that criticism because it makes you better. So yeah. often when I've, when I've done an audition with a casting director, I'll say, please just give me feedback. A lot of the, mm. the casting directors and the producers and all of them, they're too scared to tell you why you weren't good enough. They'll, yeah. they, they'll just make up excuses like, sorry, you're a little bit old, a little bit young. Or, yeah. But I like to know where I went wrong. Straight up, yeah. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate the criticism and I enjoy giving it as well because it makes people better. I mean, this is how you know he's very competitive. He, even when he's seemingly losing, he's trying to make sure that he can get whatever it is that he didn't yeah. have at the time. Even so, when I'm losing, I'm winning. I mean, against, against <laughs> me, that's not always the case, but uh, we, we move <laughs> forward. Uh, there's an age gap, so we allow him to lose against me. Yeah, okay, no, yeah. but, bro, I feel like when it comes to you, um, you're somebody who is competitive. And I bring that up because when you get a role, and you have to embody whichever character it is, 
do you take into account things like how I'm looking physically to make myself more part of the character? Because you're thinking about it as well as the director. If I'm shooting this, I want somebody to feel like they look like that part for the audience. So yeah. does that mean you do drastic diet changes? Are you somebody who's consistent but will fluctuate with nutrition? Um, it obviously depends on the role mm. and what you're doing. Mm. Um, also, with regards to the TV show you're shooting or yeah. whatever it is, you, yeah. you're always playing a different character. And By the way, he, he did ask me once and only once uh, to help him to just shred down for a topless uh, TV show cameo. So I, I am a nutritionist <laughs> as well now. Technically, yeah. yeah. Like, what was that? Is he doing yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? They didn't even shoot me the right way. Thank you. I've prepped. This is the hardest <laughs> I've ever prepped for a role. <laughs> And the angles were all like all over the place. And I was like, I didn't need to diet for that. It, w but it wasn't that hard though. It was like a week. You had yeah. a week to get yourself into it. That was a lot for me. My discipline with regards to eating and stuff is really bad. But mm. um, I, I haven't got Sivan Gezi level of, of kind of discipline. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I also, I choose life. Yeah. Like I need to live a little bit. You're, you not, you're not that extreme. Um, so, but I guess if the, if the role came along that required something that hectic. Mm. Um, I mean, DiCaprio has never set foot in a gym in his life. Like, do you see who we by his own admission? So there, yeah. you don't have to be like a Christian Bale who is yeah. one week he's Batman and then he's the machinist where he's basically anorexic. Sixty I mean, kilos. So that yeah. just can't be good for you. Yeah. But um, it is. A lot of the roles. The last horror movie I did, I was an army vet, so I had to kind of mm. bulk up a little bit, yeah, but nothing too hectic. Mm. And then I was the romantic lead in a movie called Baby Mamas. Then you don't need to be kind of this. You need to be like that. What, what do you call it? The attainable a goal. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It needs to be realistic. This is attainable, by the way. This is what we <laughs> see as attainable. You are like, not. People are like, I can't get there. Boy yeah, next it's door. possible. Boy this is possible door. for, the, for the, the, the everyday guy to get you. Um, and still eat some cake and, and chocolate every yeah. day, which I do. I know you do. We, yeah. We've shot many things together. <laughs> yes. He does actually eat cake and stuff. Other people say they do and they don't. He does. Yeah. And he it's does. going to take a call from Tarantino to maybe make me give that up. Um, but what if you're the Tarantino? Because now we talk about you as an actor in front of the camera, presenter, won multiple awards. You also are a director and you've won mm -hmm. awards for mm -hmm. films that you've worked on. Mm -hmm. um, where are you seeing yourself going in that direction? Are you going to kind of taper away from the acting and be more behind the camera as no, time goes on? Still, that's the, the ideal is yeah. to do, I keep coming back to Tarantino, but he is for me. Like, the, that's, the why standard, my, yeah. that's why I'm a filmmaker. Yeah. So the writing, directing and acting, you can mm. do it all. It's, mm. it's, um, I, I like to have control over everything. Of, it's, if it's your baby, you want to just make sure that, you know, you don't want to give up the reins. We're working on a, a film now, which um, we shot the, the proof of concept for. Sure. And there was a choice for me to give up the directing reins to somebody who's a lot sort of better known yeah. in, in the space at the moment, especially yeah. with the Netflix audiences. Sure. But they, they gave me the option to still direct. And I was kind of toying with the option and the producer said to me, she's an amazing producer, and she said, listen, it's your babies, just mm. take the reins and just take the plunge. And nice. I've got to, I mean, you know, if you don't take that plunge, it's terrifying because it's, it's, then you're steering the ship and it's difficult kind of being, monitoring what's going on behind the camera and trying to monitor your character at the same time sure. and staying in character and making sure the story's going. There's a lot of stuff Things and it's that a hell of a lot of play, pressure. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's, it's worth the challenge, yeah.
But this is why you are a MedShield brand ambassador. Um, you're actually the person who brought this concept of kind of MedShield to me. And I think it is because you do so many things and you're also honest about, like I try to keep myself in shape, I try to keep myself mentally strong, but it is something that ebbs and flows. Is that what drew you to MedShield? Because you're like this ambassador who tells people how they should ideally want to live life. Mm. Is that what was the connection between you and the brand itself? Yeah, I love the, the MedShield sort of whole philosophy on, on wellness and health mm. and, and not just about being covered with regards to your health, yeah. but also living a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. And that whole holistic philosophy is how I live my life, you know? Hey, look at that. Yeah. I've been hanging it's around holistic. with him enough that he says terms like holistic. <laughs> I've done my job. You know now, you know what I mean. Now when you go to get your Oscar, you can be like, I holistically <laughs> did this as a creator. And right? maybe thank you. <laughs> like he'll just thank be like, you, you know bit. who you are, holistic, holistic. <laughs> so bro, with all of this, you still have time to actually do philanthropic work. I know that you do reach for a dream. Uh, I know that you're also a conservationist. You're very much about trying to save the sharks and you work quite closely with Princess Alice. I mean, wh what, why are you somebody who gives back this much? Um, we should all be, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, that's, so that's always been the most fulfilling thing for me and mm. the most rewarding mm. and, and the way I'm happiest in that space of giving back, either on set or giving back. I mean, that's yeah. my two, that re what really fills all the tanks. Mm. So yeah, the, the only way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. That's what I've kind of lived by. And the shark thing is, it was a dive I did with them, actually, I think, it, no, it was before top billing, but oh. um, we free dived with, with a whole bunch of tiger sharks. And <laughs> you know, I'm not talking cage diving now. Yeah, it's, it's free and diving. That's, that's where I fell in love with them. Kind of that, that you have this life-changing experience under the water coming face to face with this apex predator of the ocean and all your preconceived ideas about the animal go completely out the window and are you that sure that point, wasn't just fear that wasn't no, just no, like no. initially it was fear <laughs> and then it subsided into quite something quite remarkable like mm. a life-changing experience and th from that moment on i kind of went out of my way and i made contact with um leslie roche who, who gave up a very cushy um, corporate job to save sharks that's what mm. she does now and i became a shark warrior with her and together we kind of create awareness we do research we um, just want people to realize that the sharks are the most misunderstood animals on the planet, mm. which they are. I mean, more, more people are killed every year by cows. It's, it's a fact. And these toasters. Are, these are always the random stats that people yeah. come with, like sharks, like more people, cows. And it's true. It's wow. true. And they are completely, they're not harmless, but they mm. are not the man-eating, like horrible things that, that are made out to be. And Spielberg is That's to what blame. I was going to say. This is why he doesn't like Spielberg, clearly. That's why <laughs> Spielberg Tarantino didn't give them a chance. jumped over. Yeah, um, jumped over Spielberg. So, yes. And if they go, the whole ocean collapses. And mm. then we all go. So, it, and, and it's a very bad situation right now with, with regards to sharks in the ocean. I mean, yeah. billions of sharks are killed every year and they kill five humans a year. So the, oh. the balance is just, so yeah. But anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. And uh, then Reach for a Dream, obviously very close to my heart, children's dying wishes mm. being fulfilled. Mm. Um, that's been incredible. I've got Princess Alice, the adoption home where I came from. Yeah. So very close yeah. to my heart to yeah. help them out because the government certainly doesn't. Yeah. Um, they get very little support. Um, so animals, children, big focus, uh, a lot of charities there. But yeah, any, any way I can try and help. I want to try and start my own. Okay. Uh, we should actually chat. Uh, but what, about what starting our own kind of thing. Shark children. Shark, that shark don't babies. think that's, no. No, baby, baby sharks? No. 
They, they, I think stop right there. Okay. Yeah. But we'll chat. Okay. But I'd love to start my own yeah. kind of thing. You yeah. know, DiCaprio does it so well. He, he just he's just trying to save the world, man. It's not I about don't him. know. I feel like he could he could have given them money because he has a lot of money. He does. I know. I know you give you give of yourself time and money. I just feel like he could have solved it with the amount of money that he had. Um, he gives a lot. And I he, like Brad Pitt. Stop. Uh, like Pitt, so. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. But yeah, the charity stuff is a, a massive part and will continue to be and that's the end game using the media space as well mm. i don't understand why more people don't do it well i do but we're not going to get yeah. into that but yeah. why they don't use that persona that they have for good sure it's just such an obvious transition for me if you have that public platform to create awareness and help other people of course it's you know it's kind of the first thing that i think you should do and again this is why for me you're just such a person who's not just affable but somebody who i can relate to because you try to do so much good mm -hmm. um and we still need to talk about why you hasn't been on the bachelor but that's that's another story <laughs> but this is the part where i love to have people tell me their three big inspirations and in your case i was gonna go maybe like okay let's do somebody who you think is a great actor or somebody who you think is a great director but i want you to tell me somebody who you think is a great creative three all-time great creatives i'll give you tarantino i'll check him out there even though he's acting as like mm, none of that mm, so but the directing kind of makes up for that your other top two all-time <clears throat> greatest directors actors creatives just oh, in so just in the creative space. creative space if it's a director actor whatever well okay so we've got tarantino out the way yeah. i mean he's the great with regards to storytelling and writing and, and directing he's yeah. top 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 so Good. let's let's yeah. do category acting now okay um daniel day lewis oscar um, most oscars yeah yeah i mean Method he's, he's actor. remarkable yeah. like yeah yeah and he, and he i like how he's under the radar and he does it for the craft and, he, and every role, he's pretty much been nominated for an Oscar every role he takes pretty on. Much. And yeah. he's a cobbler. I think he might have retired now. Yeah. I, I don't, he always says he's retiring. That's like the third time. Wins another Oscar. So, um, but Daniel Day-Lewis, unbelievable. Um, so that's an actor, that's a director, that's a writer. What else Writer, give me, no, but well, who's Tarantino the writer? Tarantino's the writer. He's Tarantino's the best Tarantino's your gold standard, but who's um, your writer? Tarantino, 100%. Seriously? Tarantino, yeah. No, wow. He's the best storyteller in, in the world at the moment. Like, I, I thought I was going to feature um, somewhere. You there. as a storyteller? As just like an actor. I've, I've done a cameo in one of your directorial I mean, you were a corpse, uh, works. but... Uh, but I, I still acted it. It's hard to be in a method. Like well, you came alive, so... Yeah, so, I mean, who's method acted a corpse before? Like, okay. nobody, so I went pretty deep. Fez is my other creative inspiration. <laughs> oh, wow, John. I just can't deny it. Oh, man, you're like my <laughs> top 50 actor, like, ever. Like, top 50. Um, 49, very solid number. Um, and actually, before we even wrap this up, because I, I, I've always wanted to know, I've seen you going from literally Jonathan Boynton Lee very relaxed, very down-to-earth, engaging with somebody, and an hour later, somebody says action, and you're acting as um, a serious character who's falling in love or um, has a romantic interest, where I see a lot of others getting into this process where, is it method? I don't know, but they take a bit of time to get into this mental space. What is your acting method? How do you get into a character? Because you study this, yeah. and I know you know all the other ways to do it. What's yours? Look, I respect the whole method acting yeah, thing yeah. and staying in character yeah. all the time and there's a place for it and mm -hmm. what, you know, you've got to do whatever works for you. Yeah. Um, 
certain characters are obviously a lot more difficult to get under the skin of, like playing a psychopath, psychopath. is a little bit more difficult and torturing people and stuff, mm. and, or being a, just a romantic guy that loves a woman yeah, yeah. is something that I enjoy to do, doing every day. So <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it comes more naturally. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, there's different methods for different parts. Um, the context you're talking about, I think, mm. was what we just shot now. Yeah. That was when I was also kind of directing. So yeah. that's where you need to be director and switch. then actor, and then, yeah. You, yeah. Then, then you need to switch quick. Exactly. You need to be exactly. telling people what to do and then also becoming a character. character so yeah. it's different all the time. I don't have a particular method that I stick to. Sure. Every part, every role, every series, every TV show is different. Hmm. Um, the cool thing about top building was you, well, there is no character. Yeah. We just do ourselves. I mean, listen, it's, it's hard not to be happy when you're being flown to exotic locations yeah. and uh, seeing very beautiful environments. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it was just, it's always been such an interesting thing to me to see somebody who's this genuine but able to embody uh, different roles. But this is the first time we've sat with him. I'm pretty sure we're going to sit with him many more times because as much as he thinks he's like the simple, straightforward guy, he has layers. He's an onion, um, a sculpted onion, uh, not as round, but an onion. I think I need to interview you on your show because um, we haven't really touched on the fact that I took you under my wing when you joined Top Billing and everything you know, you learned from me. So, so this that's a whole show on its own. episode of MedShield Movement Connect show uh, where we speak facts. And anytime somebody says something that's not true, we cut it out. Please do uh, see all of our other podcasts that we have on here. It has incredible guests, just like this man right here. Maybe some of them aren't as beautiful looking, but they are very genuine. So nice. that's, that's, that's I taught you well. You learned well from me. It was a you good end on a, on a high. Maybe a little bit of lying. The fact thing might not very be well true. Uh, learned from Jonathan. Not, some of them are more beautiful than him. Everything you learned from me.